It's the first ever edition of the Pigskin <laughs> Preview. We've made it. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luckett. We're presented by our friends at Prize Picks. And Luckett, this is going to be our weekly chance to dive into the action. And it's it's an exciting time. We're, we're starting here with week one. We got some games on Thursday night. But we've got a full slate Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're just going to give some picks. We're going to share some of our prize picks. And then preview the action elsewhere around the weekend, including uh, what we think is going to happen with the season opener in Kentucky versus Ball State. So I'm excited. We've got a pig with a helmet on, Luckett, and that's that's football right there, baby. I'm, I'm ready to rock. Yeah, when I, when I, when I saw that, uh, I shed a tear because it made me remember that Wisconsin is no longer going to be three yards in a cloud of dust. So that was, that's, what the, that's the first thing I went to. Pig, leather helmet. I don't know why I thought of Wisconsin, but I thought of Wisconsin. I really should have thought of Iowa, Minnesota, Florida, Rosedale, and we'll yeah, see half yeah. of that. We'll as you, when you watch this, you the first half will have already played a game, but we're going to focus on mostly Saturday games, maybe some Sunday, maybe some Monday, and maybe Ooh. some Friday night as well. well uh, but typically, typically this week, this this show you're watching right now will be Friday. Focus on the Saturday games, and mm-hmm. we, we'll probably dabble in some NFL too. Um, Nick, when we get rolling here. We love to dabble. Well, let's not waste any more time. Let's start with my picks. I'm up first. Uh, Which pick am I starting with, Stephen? Let me know, because I've got three of them. (laughs) We've each got three. Stephen made the picks for us. We just have to defend them. We're, we're, uh, We're working on our improv skills. We're we're going down to the Gulf of Mexico for a regional rivalry that has only been played twice before, but you've got a Sun Belt team taking on uh, the American Conference Tulane, the champion of the Group of Five last year that upset USC in the Cotton Bowl. The Green Wave are starting the season ranked number twenty-four. They're the hosts of this matchup. Willie Fritz is a very popular name in the coaching carousel. There's going to be a lot of money on the home team to start the year with a bang. But South Alabama, we discussed this in our season win total podcast, 11 personnel. They're probably the pick to win the Sun Belt this year. They're a very good football program that was uh, one game away from winning the Sun Belt a season ago. They return a lot back. I like them as a dog of about of a touchdown. And the thing I like, too, uh, going into this game, they're rocking all-white uniforms. South Alabama in Mobile. The birthplace of Mardi Gras, taking on the team from New Orleans. They even have that on the back of their helmets, firing shots at the Green Wave. Give me the home of Mardi Gras, taking down the posers of Mardi Gras. Uh, They may not win outright, but I do think they're going to keep it close. I don't believe Tulane is going to be firing all cylinders as they start the season um, with a giant target on their backs, unlike what they had a year ago, Luckett. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This pick is in Luck at Slock's gambling column up on KSR+. Plus. I really like South Alabama. I think they're going to win the Sun Belt this year. We gave them out as one of our preseason conference winner picks. Kmo Mack's awesome. He's going to be a head coach at a big-time program in the SEC or Big Ten soon. I would project um, he's really turned that program around. They've really got some juice right now. And they, they returned like 18, 19, 20 starters off a team that won, that went 10-2, and two, a team that took UCLA to the wire, near, nearly beat UCLA in week two. 
team whose only loss outside of that, the only loss in Sunbelt play was to Troy. Meanwhile, you look at Tulane, they lost a lot of star power. I know Michael Pratt's back at quarterback, but Ty J. Spears was balling out for the Titans here in training camp. He's going to be a factor in the AFC South right away in Tennessee's offense. And then they had a couple defenders that are, that are gone that were drafted. So I like where South Alabama is coming in here. I think they can win outright, and you're getting nearly a touchdown. Um, I w- if you made me pick, Lucky, what's your one upset pick? This is the one I would pick this week. I like South Alabama a lot here. So, yeah, I'd say lock in that six and a half. Um, not only that, I feel good about them going in and just winning uh, straight up in Yulman Stadium. Stadium, And, and you're right. Throw, well, starting a little maybe rivalry, little rivalry talk there going into New Orleans and saying you're the king of Mardi Gras. That's some wrestling hill type stuff right there. <laughs> you're rarely going to see us on the same page, but we are for that pick. Look at who's your first pick on this weekend slate here on the Pigskin Preview. Unfortunately, uh, Mr. Rouse stole a couple of mine going into that, so we tried to oh, we're trying to separate it here. You didn't want to have us just come on here and give the same picks, but I'm going to Charlotte, the Carolina Bowl, North Carolina versus South Carolina. Under 64.5 is what I like here. Now let me kind of phrase this out. Two brand-new offense coordinators, Chip Lindsey at North Carolina, Dow Loggins at South Carolina, both don't have the best history. Chip Lindsey just fired at Troy. He was Gus Malzahn's play caller for a year at Auburn. Mm-hmm. For that, he was at Southern Miss with Todd Munkin, but Munkin was running that show. So he doesn't have the best history here. So I think the defenses are going to kind of be ahead in this matchup. Both teams are returning their defensive coordinators from last season. And then a sneaky one here, Nick, Freddie Kitchens, the old Browns head coach. He was a QC at South Carolina last year, called their plays in the bowl game against Notre Dame. Hmm. He is now North Carolina's tight ends coach. So he's going to have some inside information here, and I think that where it can show show up is with defense – the, the big billing in this game is, right, Drake May, Spencer Rattler. And you're thinking a shootout. When you kind of draw the paper, uh, draw the game out on paper, you can see that. But I'm bet, I'm betting on continuity on defense. Both these teams getting off to a slow start, potentially. They both know each other. They just played in a bowl game, and they played a few years ago, first game of the year before Beamer got there. But So they're both familiar with the personnel. I think the defenses are going to be locked in and surprisingly getting stops early in the game. I think some points break out, but you can even get a 33-30 to 30 and get home in the under. I mean, that's a lot of points, and we're seeing less plays. So I'm going to I'm gonna take the under here and then add in South Carolina's offensive line problems. Like, what makes yeah. what makes me think they're going to go and score? I know North Carolina is bad on defense, but See, that, having to go and the... score 30 on a Power 5 conference team when your O-line, it's like got major, major red flags all throughout fall camp, and you – have a quarterback playing running back, and your number one receiver did not practice until this week. That that to me smells like if you're going to win this game, you're probably going to win it 23 to 20, not 37 to 33. So I think you'll see South Carolina maybe try to sit on it a little bit. So give me the under here, North Carolina, South Carolina, under 64 and a half. I like where your head's at, but that's why it's called a gamble. When you're gambling to not score yeah, points against right. the North Carolina defense, that's a big gamble. Um, but I. I, I, I stayed away from this game mostly because if North Carolina or excuse me if South Carolina loses this game I, I'm I'm basically got the win total right that's my ticket is betting them under seven season wins and if they lose this game then I'm feeling really good about that under um, you are relying a lot on Spencer Rattler to score points for you uh, that that's where 
and I ultimately just would side with Drake May here. So uh, not 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 the worst idea. Uh, do we are they giving out Mayo baths? Because it is the Duke's Mayo Classic. Is there going to be any Mayo baths after this game? Because I would love to see Mac Brown covered in in mayonnaise from head to toe. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to be. It's going to be a sight. It's going to be awesome too. Getting locked in seven thirty. That's the Saturday night prime time special college game the, day game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should be a good one. Um, I'm going to Sunday for my second selection, and I I mentioned this uh, on, on a recent podcast too. But I'm all in on Clemson this season. I think Garrett Riley's going to have that offense humming with Cade Klubnick in there. I'm coming from TCU. He's got a Texas quarterback in Klubnick. And Duke is probably just overvalued here because the defense played so well for Elko last year. I think Clemson's going to light it up, and they're going to put up a big number in a statement season. So give me the Tigers in uh, – or no, excuse me, this is the Monday night game. I, I got it mixed right. up. Labor Day night. Yeah, so, so I, I like having action on the games that I know I'm going to be watching for this big weekend. I don't always do that. Because um, I feel like that's how you can get in trouble gambling. It's just like, well, if I've got to watch, i got to bet it. But I, I do I, – I'm really confident that Clemson is going to put up a bunch of points. And so confident, too, I need to also put in a win total bet before this thing gets going because I think the Tigers are going to be for real this year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Duke was a little inflated last year with them going and winning eight games. And then I think Clemson's going to get a big bump from this offensive coordinator change. I think Klubnik, year one, year two, growing, going to be in a scheme he's more mm-hmm. familiar with. I think they're going to run the ball better in this scheme. I think their offensive line is improved. Well, the receivers is a question mark, but I think they have enough overall talent where they're going to figure it out in this first game. I think they got a chance to put it on Duke and really kind of pull, pour it on in the second half. I wouldn't be surprised, Nick, if this is closer, if Duke – is winning early. I think a Duke first quarter or Duke first half line might have some value. But I think late in that game, that's when the horses will start to take over, and I think you'll see Clemson pull away. Um, this is another game I'll have in my column. All right, that is in our my column. Um, I like Clemson here laying, laying the double digits. Clemson, historically, is one of my favorite – or not favorite, but kind of a go-to horse for me mm-hmm. um, in, in these columns, just be, again, in, against ACC competition. Uh, typically, they – they, if you can get it, not so huge numbers. If you can get these numbers in the teens and the tens, they typically cover these numbers. It feels like to me, and so I, I like I like jumping on them here. And I think it's a way that you're getting Clemson early before the books kind of adjust and realize, oh, they're head and shoulders above the rest of the conference again. So you're get, I think you're getting some value here early with the Tigers. Look at who you got up next. Going to Sleepy Laramie, Wyoming. Nick, Texas Tech has very much become the media's one of the media's teams. They love Joey this off season. I like fading the media's teams typically. Texas Tech plays Oregon week two. They host Oregon. Like mm-hmm. that game has been circled in, in permanent ink there in Lubbock for a long time, and that is where Joey McGuire is at his best, kind of as an underdog, and like they are gonna be chomping at the bit of that game, and that's probably – we fast forward to next week, that might be on the card, Red Raiders plus whatever it is. But this week, man, you're going to Wyoming. Wyoming has a very good defense. In a similar spot a few years ago, a similar team, Nick, Missouri, Kelly Bryant, there was a bunch of hype for them coming into the season. They went to Wyoming and lost outright as a 16-point favorite. Wyoming can win this game Saturday. It's CBS primetime. 
I think they can either win outright, or I, but I think it's going to be close throughout. I do not see Texas Tech going in there and boat racing Wyoming 34-17 or 38-13 to 13 or anything like that. I think Wyoming keeps it close. They play defense. They sit on the football. Ball control. I think you're going to see them milk that clock, take advantage of, or try to take advantage of the new clock rolls. I think Wyoming gets the, gets the cover at home. So give me the Cowboys plus 14. I like where your head's at. I remember that Kelly – Bryant loss, uh, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> just like it was yesterday. For my final pick, um, I, I'm i going to go with a guy who loves to run up the score to make sure his team covers the spread, and that's James Franklin and Penn State. Even though I do think Neil Brown is going to have the troops ready to, to try to put up a good effort this season where he's really coaching for his job there in uh, Morgantown, not to use that tired cliche. Uh, but even if West Virginia does put up a good fight, I think, I think eventually Penn State they're gonna they're gonna keep this game around two or three scores, and then in that fourth quarter, Franklin's gonna put his foot on the gas to make sure they're covering and winning by three touchdowns. So give me the Nittany Lions over West Virginia covering by three touchdowns, twenty and a half in the opening week um, for a team that's you're gonna see these playoff predictions like it. Penn State's a very popular team uh, in there. They might be a wagon this year. And so we'll have to see how it plays out. But the, the ceiling is very high there in State College. I, I had them winning the Big Ten going to the playoff in my preseason predictions. West Virginia, you don't know. Like quarterback could be a bad spot. Neil Brown's taking over play calling. The roster is not in great shape. Maybe he has that team bought in and they play with fire early and they're able to hang around. But, I, I mean, I, Penn State, again, Kind of like we just talked about with Clemson, you have to think when that second half rolls around, though, those the horses are going to take over. Um, so I'm kind of with you in, in the same aspect. And you get it under a key number, too, Nick. You're under 21. So that, that yeah, can help, yeah. obviously. Like that one. Luckett, your final pick of the weekend. It's a big one, and I think I'm on board with you here, too. Yeah, I'm going LSU minus 2.5 over Florida State. I'm just not – I don't, I don't want to overthink this. Yeah. Who do I think is a better coach? Brian yes. Kelly. Do I That's think Mike Norvell is going to be? Do I think Mike Norvell is going to be Brian Kelly two years in a row in an opener? No. Uh, yeah. Would I bet? Would I? Do I feel comfortable going to the window saying I'm? I'm really just banking. I'm. I'm betting Brian Kelly here, and I think LSU's roster is a little bit better. Yeah. That, that's what it's, I'm yeah, doing here at the end. It's of the day. not that difficult, right? And, and my thing too, like it is. LSU did a lot of dumb things in that game to lose it. Like they should have won. They almost and won they got it. A, yeah. Yeah, and they got better throughout the season. This is year two with Kelly. I mean, I, I'm just expecting more from them, even with Mason Smith out. I believe Florida yeah. State's got a big running back out, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, My but. big thing with this game just is, I know Florida State's got a lot of hype and all that, but just, and they took care of business, and they handled some ACT teams, but they were ACC teams. That they handled yeah. at the end of the year, <laughs> they go and play Oklahoma in the bowl game. Oklahoma almost beats them. Um, so I mean, you have to give them. You can only you can only play who's on your schedule. Uh, but I think they might be a little inflated going into this year. I still think Clemson is the class in that conference. This is a big stage for Florida State. This is the biggest stage they've been on, Nick, since Jimbo was there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this might be their biggest regular season game since they walked into Louisville and just got absolutely pantsed in 2016. 
I mean, it's yeah. been a long time since they played in a yeah. game like this. That mattered. I think that, that mattered. actually mattered. It, yeah. And LSU's they're in games like this all the time, so I think that mattered. It's, it's different than last year because this game yeah. has playoff stakes now. Um, mm-hmm. It's different this year, and so I, I think I like LSU here. I think Jane Daniels and Jordan Travis are pretty. I think that's pretty close to a wash. I think LSU's offensive line better. I think their defensive front is better. I do worry about LSU's secondary a little bit, but I also worry about Florida State's secondary. So I think um, you can see both teams um, get up and down the field. But I do like LSU here. I just tr- I'm trying not to overthink this. Just yeah, you get right. You're getting Brian Kelly versus Norville. I think that's advantage LSU, and it's a small number, so I'm going to lay it. But I laid it last year, and I it, it blew up my face. I'm able to blow up my face again, but I still I'm, I'm letting common sense take over here. Well, uh, we can't get in on the action right now in the state of Kentucky. We're still a month away, but you can still have a little bit of action on the game if you're playing with Prospects. If you haven't used the app before, download it now uh, and put in promo code KSR. They're going to hook you up when you sign up. And the thing that's great about Prospects, you you pick your squares. Um, we've got we've each locked in picks for this week. Um, they have season win totals, too. Um, and Luckett's got some individual ones for Friday and Saturday night. Love the Jack Plummer over 255 passing yards, Luckett, because you know that um, Jeff Brom is going to air the ball the hell out. They're going to throw it 40, 50 times Friday night down there in Atlanta. And uh, Michael Penix, uh, you're going under there for Washington. Any 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 reason why you're feeling froggy? Not, not, tr- not trusting him against the Boise State Broncos? Yep. Typically, Andy Avalos, is a, their head coach, is a good defensive coordinator. Boise State plays good defense. I think they're going. Uh, my my play is, you know, they know they're going to pass it, so they're going to they're going to be really locked in on the pass defense. It'll be one of the better, I would say, defenses they'll play all year, Washington. So, and it's still, I mean, he's it's three ten and a half, so he could still throw for three oh five, and you're under. He's not going to throw for three hundred yards every week, so I'm betting this is one of those weeks he comes short of that number. And so I'm taking the under there uh, with Penix. And then, yeah, like you said, Plumber, that's some more of a play on quantity, Nick. Yeah. He can yeah. throw the ball for He's going to have a lot of opportunities. So, right. Yeah. And so if he's, as long as that completion percentage doesn't tank, um, he's hitting that, that over. And it's especially, it's really going to the bank if they get down, if they get in a hole early in the game. <laughs> like if, they, right, if right. they fall down, he's, he's easily getting close to 300 yards because then they're going to have to throw it on every down, and they almost do that anyway. So I like I really like Plummer under over and I like uh, Plummer more than two fifty five and a half and I like Michael Penix less than three ten and a half more much a play necessary on Boise State just being I think a good defense and that I don't think he's going to throw for three hundred something yards every game so those are the two sides I like uh, I, I'm going season long here because we can right before the season begins and love the. Fading Joe Milton. Tennessee fans do not. I've been fading them all year. But Joe Milton over three. I mean, there's no way he's throwing more than 3,100 yards. Hendon Hooker barely got to that last year. I don't think he's as good as Hendon Hooker. And I know he missed half of that last game. Didn't get the uh, the bowl game as well. But uh, I'm I'm Joe Milton's no Hendon Hooker. I'm saying less. Brock Bowers has had – he almost had 1,000 receiving yards last year. And I know that – Mike Bobo is going to be calling the shots now, but they've got a lot of weapons. Bowers is still going to get plenty of one-on-one opportunities. Um, he's had at least 700 yards every year he's been at Georgia. So I'm going with a few season-long plays here. Uh, 
with prize picks where if you use promo code KSR, you're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. It's it's pretty great. You pick two to six players, and you can win up to 25 times your money by playing prize picks. It's just you versus the projections, whether it's fantasy points. Um, you're just picking more or less on each side um, each week. Uh, they've got games from college football, NBA, MLB. It's a skill-based fantasy game that helps you get in on the action. Just use promo code KSR when you sign up, and you're going to get 100% of your deposit matched up to $100 when you use prize picks like it. Let's let's get a little bit more into the nitty-gritty with this the some of the local teams because we touched on a lot of the big games except for that big noon. Uh, we're not going to be able to watch big noon with coach Prime and TCU. I'm just fascinated. Well, we'll have the that. iPad. We'll have the iPad out in the press box. Don't you worry. I want to see Dion riding in on the Buffalo when when that when they come into town and Gus Johnson just losing his mind. And before the oh. game starts, because all bets are off once Toll meets Leather. I, that that feels like a potential overplay, just because I, I am confident that Sanders is going to have like he's got enough guys to throw the ball around to where they can create some big plays. The TCU defense um, is vulnerable to those. Um, so I and Kendall Brawls, he he can put up some points as well. If you get into chasing mode. UCLA versus Coastal and Grayson McCall in the nightcap. It's like 65 and a half. It's not a ton of points. Um, uh, so, you know, as long as they aren't feeding Carson Steele too much to grind it out, love chasing that one. And, look, I might be a real sicko and bet the Iowa team total uh, over 32 and a half points. So I'm with you. It might be I just like, a like total. Because, like, you got Cade McNamara coming in. You've got the, the tight end for Michigan. Like, they can't. The offense can't be worse, so like you know, why, why the hell not? But um, locally, though, uh, that Louisville game, I can't get a good feel for it at all because, I mean, I, I've I've seen I follow Uncle Jeff Brown pretty closely, but I don't I don't know what Louisville's going to do here. Like yeah, their I'm fans not, think yeah. they're going to win by a hundred points, but it's like Georgia Tech. Played better than Louisville did, or as good as Louisville did down the stretch last year once Brent Key took over. And I just worry, though, because a lot of that was based on Jeff Sims' playmaking ability, and Haynes King is kind of a mystery um, from yeah, Texas but they had a ba- they had they had backups in there, too, and they still were doing some stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah. They, now, he went, he went and tired of Buster Faulkner, who was QC over there in Georgia. So you just don't know what it's going to look like. Like this game, Nick, you could tell me Georgia Tech won in a blowout. You could tell me Georgia Tech won close. You could tell me Louisville won a blowout, Louisville won close, and I would believe you. And I think anything is on the table because Louisville's just got – they got a lot of new pieces, new scheme, all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, we'll I, The see. way I see it playing out too, knowing – I mean, Jeff's good at scripting up some big plays early on. That's a very much a Petrino disciple sort of move. Um I could see a scenario where Louisville gets up big early and they think they're the kings of college football. And then Georgia Tech slowly chips away at that. Louisville can't run the ball. They can't milk the clock. Yeah. And then Georgia Tech gets a late score to cover that number and loses by seven. You know, so like that, that eight is uh, that eight's tough. Um, maybe you roll with the over, but I'm, I'm just firmly in stay away territory. Um, for the cards until we get a better feel for them. Because the one big stat that was thrown around a lot, Jeff, uh, coaching as a favorite, is not good. He's got a very bad – he's great as a dog against the spread, but he's terrible as a favorite. 
Yeah, and then Brent Key was they they were four and two as a dog. He was four and two as an interim, as a dog, yeah. and all four covers were four outright ACC wins. Yeah, so, so. I, the trends tell you to stay away from that game or arrive with Georgia Tech and take the points. Um, but we're going to get some feeling UCLA, out there. Back yeah, to UCLA okay. Coastal. Chip Kelly's not good as a home favorite. Seven and twelve. ATS and then TCU is five and one small sample size ATS at home under Sonny Dykes. So just those are all things for you to consider. And then Tennessee is eleven and four ATS as a regular season favorite under Josh Heupel. They're laying a big number against Virginia. Nick, um, I talked to you about the earlier this week. I really like that first quarter, but now it's gotten over seven and over over the key number. Don't really like it as much. But they're one to watch. Like there's one to consider. I think this week, even though it is a big number, Virginia is going to be really, really bad. So as long as Tennessee yeah. can get to like 42 points, they're probably going to cover that number. Um, they might only need 38 to cover it. Uh, yeah. So just something the to monitor. Kentucky football Wildcats kick off the season at noon Saturday at Kroger Field. It's going to be on the SEC Network. Kentucky's a 26 and a half point favorite at the time of taping. And look at not only do I like the trends where UK is nine and two against the spread uh, in their last yeah. eleven non-conference games, but I, I don't think it's a lot of bluster. We have some of these weeks like EKU next week. That's going to be a scrappy dog that I'm not gonna. I'm probably going to want to stay away from. But this first season opener, it's a big one. Uh, I, I think Kentucky can really air this thing out and and have a lot of fun because, um, as we said on 11 personnel, I don't think Ball State's going to be able to out Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, since 2018, they've played, or played well is maybe not the best word, but they've overexceeded Vegas's expectations in these early games. 2018, they played Central Michigan, covered, started slow and was sluggish and then kind of pulled away. 2019, Toledo pulled away in the second half. 2021, hammered a bad ULM team. Last year even had a pull away in the second half. I think you see Kentucky cover this number, 26.5. I feel like they're going to cover. There's going to be a game they don't play well, one of these first three, but I don't think it'll be Saturday. Yeah, I think they'll neither. come out. I think they'll be locked in. I think Leary has some big moments throwing the football defensively. I think they have a chance to have a big, big day. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get in the second half and there's a chance to record a shutout. That would not surprise me. Uh, so we're going to have to see how it all plays out. But I do expect Kentucky to come out, score some points, and I think they have a really good shot at covering the number. Where it, gonna, where it gets hairy, where it's going to get hairy, I think, is when they start pulling those ones on defense. <laughs> and then if yeah, Ball State yeah. could get some cheap scores late, that's yeah. where – things to get tough there. But I do expect Kentucky to come out and play well. I do like Kentucky first quarter minus six and a half. Yeah, I think you, the juice is getting up there. I think it might have gone to seven. But mm-hmm. I do like their that first quarter number. I think, again, Cohen's script, the drives were very good in 2021. I think it'll be very similar this year. Um, I think Kentucky will go down and grab a lead pretty early in this game and kind of seize control of But But we'll have to see how it plays out. If um to be get more specific, I think Devin Leary throws for four touchdowns. Kentucky rushes for two more, kicks a field goal, forty-five to ten. Kates to open the season at Kroger Field. This is our first pigskin preview. We're doing a little trial run to get the week one rolling. There's a lot of games on the slate, and we we're just so excited. We went a little bit longer than what we're hoping that this will be a nice fifteen twenty minute show. 
that you can <laughs> crunch in during your lunch. But here we are, about nearly double the time. Who uh, wants? We just can't help who, who, uh, who wants a fifteen minute show? Let's. I mean, uh, <laughs> solid thirty. Oh man! Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Big thanks to our friends at Prize Picks for sponsors. Remember, promo code KSR, you'll get $100 back, up to $100 match on your deposit when you sign up with Prize Picks and use promo code KSR. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. This has been the first ever Pigskin Preview.